Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm John, and today we're going to do something a little different, something I've wanted to do for a while. We're going to read comics. Specifically, we're going to read IDW's The Transformers. I love reading to people. I always have uh, bedtime stories to nieces and nephews, overly detailed descriptions in Dungeons and Dragons, sappy poetry in a bubble bath, you name it, I'm there. And I love Transformers, obviously, so in an attempt to marry these two things together, I thought that we could read issue number one of IDW's The Transformers for All Mankind. The writing is by Mike Costa, the artwork is by Don Figueroa, and if you have a copy, I would encourage you to follow along. If you don't have a copy, you can still listen along, but I'd also encourage you to get yourself a copy. This is a really good story, it's not inexpensive, you might have to root around and only find it in a hardcover now, but it's worth it, dear listener. So without any further ado, let's dive into The Transformers for All Mankind. We open up on a splash. It's a full-page splash. There's the night sky. It's mostly the night sky, and there's desert ground underneath, and there's a voiceover that, well, it can be none other than an Optimus Prime. Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. I believe that. I believe it is the duty of all advanced races to spread freedom, spread peace. But all we've spread is war. And if you thought that first page was a splash, oh boy, this next these next two pages they're they're the splash it is it is the autobots versus the decepticons if you're seeing it you're wowed if you haven't seen it try to find a picture online at the very least there's optimus there's megatron rodimus Soundwave. they're all fighting each other ravage and laser beaker there uh, bumblebee in the background there's like jazz and skywarp uh, uh, grimlock um well uh, oh, there's ratchet uh starscream back way way back in the distance but uh they're all here they're all here and they're fighting and it's beautiful. Our next page is just kind of a series of, uh, well, there's a dead planet, and then there's Earth in destruction, and we see Earth rebuilding, and Optimus carries on with his narration. A war that killed one planet and nearly killed another. And in this panel, we do see the silhouettes of Optimus and Megatron beating the hell out of each other in downtown somewhere. And when they began rebuilding, they began alone. We haven't even been able to assist. We destroy their cities. Then, while they pick up the pieces, we hide in disguise. And we're now into shots of people doing people stuff in the city, and it says, the near future. And in the next couple panels, we see an ambulance, probably Ratchet. We see a highway patrol car, probably Prowl. We see a backhoe, Constructicons. It's been difficult these past two years, living underground, unable to reveal ourselves, unable to help, watching, reduced in our impotence to naked hope. Hope that something horrible won't happen. And on this page, something horrible does happen. We're at an energy plant. There's a lot of solar panels. And it explodes. And out of that explosion steps Breakdown. And he looks really damn cool, too. The artwork of the Transformers, it's so good. It's so loyal to G1, but I feel bad saying it. It's better than G1. It's just amazing. But Breakdown shouts out what any good Decepticon would shout out. 
Energon! Optimus chimes in for a little bit on the next page, while others make moves in our absence. And this is Skywatch, and we have Major Spike Witwicky, kind of looking like a bit of a douchebag, I'm not going to lie. One of his subordinates comes up and says, Sir, we have an event. Single actor, DS-345, self-identifying as Breakdown. To which Spike mumbles, Where do they get these names? It's attacking a power installation near Milan, New Mexico. And Spike addresses his crew, Okay, people. This is what we've been waiting for. Our mission is clear. Skywatch is to capture every robotic invader on the planet. Let's move! Breakdown continues to trash this power plant, yelling, I need a recharge! Why can't you human worms generate the right kind of... And we get Breakdown's POV, which is a bunch of jets coming in, and from those jets are released what we're going to find out are crash suits. They're basically human mecha suits. They look really cool, and they look straight out of an anime. And right up front is suit number one, and just after Breakdown says, Uh-oh! It crashes right into him. And down on the ground, there's fire, and there's destruction, and the remains of this power plant, and a bunch of uh, people running about. But there's a bunch of police officers in their police cruisers. One of them's labeled Prowl, and another one is whispering to him. Wow, you see this? Of course I see it. I'm right here. Looks like the humans have this under control. They got three crash suits deployed for this. Seems like overkill. Those things aren't cheap. Plus, they run on Energon, which is in short supply. Yeah, they capture us, then they steal from us. Beautiful thing, the human race. And on the page, one of the crash suits has shot some kind of device into Breakdown's chest and zap zap her arger. He gets electrocuted and forcibly transformed into his alternate mode, which is a sports car. They put him down in less than 20 seconds. You can't deny they're getting better at this. And above one of the jet-slash-helicopter-slash-whirlybird-whatever-these-things-are-that-are-coming-in-for-breakdown loads a big cannon out the side of it. Wait, those particle cannons are the lethal countermeasures. They're going to kill him. Proud, we're not supposed to break cover. Decepticon, I know they can't just start executing us. And then Prowl transforms and, oh, he looks better than Breakdown. They all look so good. And right away, when you look at him, you know that's Prowl. Good lord, Don Figueroa. Well done. I can't sit back for this. And as soon as Prowl transforms, Spike sees him. Finally, we've drawn him out. Beta team, go. And they zap Prowl with the same thing they zap Breakdown with. Now we see Spike sitting in the cockpit of his crash suit watching a monitor where Prowl is being transformed back into his vehicle mode. Elf team, we can stop screwing around now. Power down the turrets and take the gunship out of here. We're all done. And as he climbs out of his crash suit, he's greeted by the local law enforcement. I can't believe we had one of those things under our noses the whole time. The guy's pretty old in the frame, so I'm going to make him sound like an old guy. And as Spike climbs down his crash suit to the ground, he's the same old arrogant Spike we've always known. Don't feel too bad about it. They insist on paying me like ten times your salary, so I sort of have to know about these things. You're sure they're out of commission now, right? Oh yes, these inhibitors are the latest in anti-ET technology. Shuts down the higher functions, now they're just vehicles with surprisingly good handling. And as he walks up to breakdown, he observes, Sweet ride. You guys load the cop car into the truck. I'm going to have to pilot this one myself. And he drives away as the rest of the Skywatch agents and the police officers load Prowl onto a flatbed and Streetwise watches the whole time. Streetwise to blaster, we've got a situation. 
And as the police drive away with Prowl in the last panel, we are given a name tag that labels this Autobot as Streetwise. Returning to base for a full debriefing. Our next panel brings us to some desert with giant mesas in the background in the sky, big open sky. Wheeljack, how long until we have something that counteracts these inhibitors? And here's Wheeljack, and even though you only see his face and his shoulder in the shot, you, you know it's Wheeljack, the art is great. I had a significant breakthrough just yesterday with Jetfire's help. I can have us all out for that by tomorrow. See, the ingenious thing was how they were able to create an interference pattern general enough to be effective, yet specific enough to- Thank you, Wheeljack. The sooner we have those upgrades, the better. This page is one full panel, and it's a bunch of Autobots standing around Optimus HQ, and there's Optimus Prime. We get some name tags. Uh, there's Drift, there's Ratchet, there's Bumblebee. We see Wheeljack in the back from earlier, and... oh. You know, I think this is why I love the Autobots is because there's so many bright primary colors that even when you get all this machinery into one shot, you can completely see who's who and it's just distinct and man, this is such a great panel. I want all Autobots to report to Wheeljack's lab starting tonight. What happened to Prowl can't happen to any more of us. And on our next page, here's Hot Rod, not Rodimus Prime, so I can like him. So what then? We wait for the humans to reverse engineer that? Then we reverse engineer their device? When does it end? It's a temporary measure true, but there's nothing more we can do right now. Nothing more we can do? Prime, they're chiseling away at us. How many of us have we lost since the end of the war? We have to stay hidden. We have to be smarter. And this panel is a face-to-face -face of Optimus and Hot Rod, except Optimus is much higher. It's a really great yet narrow shot. Well, I, for one, am sick of hiding. What are we even still here for? The war ended two years ago. I don't understand why we haven't left. We can't leave so long as humans are still vulnerable to attack. Attack from who? The third-string Decepticons that got left behind? Clearly the humans aren't having a lot of trouble taking care of them. We're the ones under attack. And as this page goes on, you see different Autobots in the background judging and watching this argument. As long as it's possible for the Decepticons to return, it's our responsibility to stay here and protect the planet. The Decepticons aren't coming back. Megatron is dead. And this page is a lot of really tight, close panels. You feel tension. You feel getting pulled into this argument. You know what I think? I think you need to stay here. I think without something to take care of, some fragile thing to protect, you don't know what to do with yourself. And he's not wrong. You're stuck, Prime, and you've got us all stuck here with you, on a planet that doesn't even want us here, and your selfishness is gonna get all of us captured or killed. And then Ironhide jumps in. You are way out of line, punk, and you're about to get your tailpipe kicked for- Easy, Ironhide. I am so glad they made him say that, but Hot Rod pulls back and, you know, tough guy cracks his knuckles and- Listen, Streetwise said he followed them to their staging area. I say we storm it and get Prowl back. Find where the others are. We charge your gears, all the rest, and we get them back too. How can you just sit here while our brothers are being captured and enslaved? I... I... Very well, but this will not be an assault. You'll go in clandestinely, under cover of night. Gather what information you can, free Prowl, but under no circumstances, fire on a human being. Then Hot Rod walks off, except towards the camera, towards the viewer, but into the shadows. Great shot. Finally, assemble a team. You did the right thing, Prime. Make the kid feel like he's doing something. Everybody's circuits are over, Crank. That energy's gotta go somewhere. I want you to go on this too, Ironhide. This is a volatile situation, and I need you there as my eyes. Of course, Prime. I'll make sure nothing happens to the kid. 
The bottom of this page is a shot of the Skywatch holding cells, and it's labeled as such, and it's somewhere in the middle of the desert, barbed wire fence all around it. And Optimus starts another monologue. I've never been a stranger to uncertainty. The outcome of battle is never predetermined. But seldom have things seemed so hopeless. And the panel under Optimus's monologue is this covert team sneaking into the Skywatch facility. You've got Hot Rod and Ironhide, bees cutting through a fence, the whole gang. Okay, Bumblebee's in first to scout, then you two on me. With the Mirage disrupting any electronic surveillance, we can go right in the front door. Kid. This is my operation, Ironhide. I'm glad to have you, but I'm in charge tonight. The next panel brings us to Autobot Base, and it looks like Prowl is carrying Ironhide. I mean, this isn't good. I have failed. I have failed you, my friend. And there he is. He's standing over a body on an operating table. I can see it so clearly, how it must have gone, using Prowl as bait. And this panel shows Prowl being guarded by a couple crash suits, but the next panel shows Skywatch, labeled as so, exploding. The plan going wrong before it even got underway, falling into chaos. And it's chaos. Hot Rod is carrying a wounded Prowl or helping him along, and B is angry at somebody off a panel. Just, just fall back! Do not engage! The humans, unprepared for their suppressors to be ineffective, turning in their panic to more lethal weapons. Hey, wait, is that the old guy again? The, the turrets! Get, get to the turrets! Bumblebee too small, Mirage invisible. The best target out there in the night would be bright orange and yellow. And this is over a POV of Hot Rod being targeted by some weapon. But of course, you do what you do. An iron hide in a full panel shot. He jumps in front of Hot Rod and it's... It's hard to see that every time they show that anytime. I have failed us all. The war with the Decepticons has ended, yet I still lead the best of us to destruction. And the panels here are of Hot Rod witnessing Ironhide get blasted and killed, and he picks up a tank to throw it at, I think, the old guy, and the old guy runs away. This is a bitter loss, Ironhide. I grieve for you, and for myself that I should require so harsh a lesson to finally do the right thing. And there he is, laying dead on a gurney with, they show the hole in his chest that's so, ugh. But I'll never forget, and I will honor you as you deserve, old friend, till all are one. The top of this page opens in a full half panel, a little more actually, and a caption that tells us it is later. And it is all dark. The Autobots stand in darkness and have torches for some reason, although they do have lights. Either way, Optimus addresses the Autobots. We lost one of our own today, one of our most steadfast and strong. He was claimed by this slow, grinding contest of attrition we find ourselves in with the humans. Though we do our best to help, we have done them great harm, and they repay us in kind. I am no longer fit to judge this pattern, nor do I believe I possess the wisdom to steer it. I do not deserve the responsibility of directing change. I can only change myself, as I do now. Effective immediately. I am removing myself as your active commander. And the Autobots look on in shock, even Hot Rod. And especially Bumblebee. 
Our next page shows desert, four panels, and Optimus drives across it at great speed. There's dust kicking up behind him, and he bursts through a fence. The war with the Decepticons is over. We are entering a new era, as is humanity. With this last gesture, I can only hope to do that which I have never before been able, to finally restore peace to ourselves and to mankind. And at the bottom of the page, Optimus begins to transform in front of a bunch of Skywatch soldiers. A couple of them are running. I leave no successor, as I am unfit to choose one. You have my certainty that you will find a better course without me. And our story ends on a single panel shot of a fully transformed Optimus standing in front of a lot of Skywatch soldiers surrounded by them, with his hands in the air, surrendering himself. Goodbye. Well, here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show, a slightly different type of episode, but an episode nonetheless. I enjoyed it. I hope you did. And if enough of you enjoyed it, maybe we'll do another one of these. Until then, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmcpherson1. You can tell all your friends to rate and review us on whatever podcast app they use, and you should do the same. And you can also tell them to find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. Until the next episode, keep on transforming. Oh, Paul's not in this episode, so there's no end bit.